0: through your healing, after going through trauma, she'll make you laugh. Edna Estrada, if you're going through trauma, you need Edna
1: as your trauma life coach.
0: Hello, welcome back to the Heal Your Trauma podcast. I am your host, Edna Estrada. I am so excited to be here today. You guys, I today's episode is really special. It's going to be a standalone. I'm going to play it for you guys in just a minute. It's with Mark Sowersby. I hope I'm not butchering that i know he taught me how to pronounce his name but i know i keep butchering it but he is the author of the book forgiving the nightmare and it is based on his story of his own trauma and how he overcame it and it is a beautiful book it is a tearjerker but it's also incredibly healing so please 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 if you um are into reading and you enjoy uh reading other people's stories and how they overcame them uh the book forgiving the nightmare is beautiful please pick up a copy it's on amazon that's where i got mine um with that said before i um hit play here i just want to remind you guys that the year of change program is still going on i'm going to add a link here in the show notes it's a beautiful program it's all about submerging it's all about drenching yourself in healing for a full month for 30 days you get me and this is like the price is ridiculous it's stupid low and i made it this way so that you have no excuses you invest just enough that it's completely important and imperative that it works but not so much that it's like oh like another thing to stress out about during this this holiday season so i think i made the price perfect for you guys And it's going to be all about how to we're going to just set you up to really manifest and be able to move forward with your new New Year's resolutions. Because I know when you have trauma, it's a little it's a little different. Like, for example, for me, I know that when I was saying that I wanted to go to the gym, I didn't necessarily not go to the gym because I didn't feel like going to the gym because I felt lazy. I didn't go to the gym because there were a lot of men in the gym and they triggered me they triggered the fuck out of me and I got really anxious and I would just stop going and now you guys I could be like the only girl at the gym and I have no anxiety around it whatsoever and I just go to the gym and I do my thing and that's such an internal mindfuck, but if you don't know how to release it, if you don't have a good support system, it's going to be harder and it's going to make it harder for you to achieve your goals when you have all these like blocks surrounding you. So that's what I'm going to help you overcome in the year of change for a full month. We're going to reprogram your brain. We're going to reprogram your nervous system. We're going to really dive deep into the core of our beliefs and our shadows and then we're just gonna catapult starting february then that's you know you're gonna make your dreams come true whatever your new year's resolutions are so that's super exciting but anyway i just wanted to bring that up if you are listening to this before december 31st 2022 then the sale is still going on please click the link on the bio and i'm sorry the link on the show notes and that will take you to the sales page okay and with that i give you mr mark enjoy
1: you know unfortunately well i guess what i am is i'm a pastor that's what i do so whatever could be said in five minutes i usually take 20 so it's ah, good that, yeah. <laughs> that you tell me this but thank you for getting up i know it's really early for you you're in california so it's it's early there right
0: no uh it's, it's eight it's I'm usually up by four in the morning, so wow. this is, I have to send my emails out and stuff. So wow, it's wow. perfectly, perfectly wow. fine.
1: Uh, again, I'll I'll just kind of highlight the whole, uh, you know, what I'm going through and what I've been through and how God has uh, helped me heal and those kind of points I'll bring up. So awesome. You know, you take this, you take it to where you want to go. And
0: please go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us your story, how you ended up writing your book. I see it right behind you. The
1: floor is yours. Well, we're ready to go then ready to go would it be okay if i just said a little prayer for us would that be all right Of course,
0: yes i love that thank you
1: lord god we just come to you today and i thank you so much for your mercy and grace that they're made new every day and lord i pray father that you go before us with all the technical and all the sound and father all the tech stuff that needs to happen to produce a podcast but lord i pray it's not just a podcast it's your name being lifted up your grace being poured out your hope being shown, Lord. So I pray you bless our host today. You bless this message and may it go back. Uh may it not come back uh empty, Lord, but may it touch the hearts it needs to touch. So bless us today and be with us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. Beautiful. So yeah, yes. I could start right now if you are yes. Yes. Now, my, a friend of mine who used to do podcasts, he said to count it in so they would know how to edit. Let's <laughs> one, two, 3. Hello. I'm glad to be here today. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's a blessing. My name is Mark Sowersby. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I'm a pastor. I'm a friend. I think I'm a regular Joe. I'm paying the bills that kill and I'm living the life that I'm trying to do do the best and love my neighbor and do all the things that we're all trying to do. Uh, I went through a story, a testimony, a time in my life that was ugly. was filled with lots of trauma, lots of pain, many of your listeners probably can associate with those those stories. My story started when I was seven years old. From the time I was seven to 14, I was horribly abused in every way, shape, and form that one could be abused. in. I was beaten. I was raped. I was sold to others to be raped. I was stabbed and burnt. and It was just ugly. Abused physically, abused emotionally, abused spiritually, verbally, in every way, shape, and form. And in those years, Again, how did I feel? People usually ask me. I felt the way anybody would feel. I was hurt. I was angry. I was sad. I was confused. But probably mostly how I felt was just empty. Just empty because I didn't know where to go. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know how to handle it. It was my developing years. And I didn't know how to grow in that. I didn't know where to turn. My family was full of dysfunction. It was just ugly and hard. And if At the end of the abuse at 14, I, I was old enough to fight my attacker off if you would, but I also found a defender, somebody who believed in me, an adult who would stand up for me with their words and their action and their time. So at 14, the abuse stopped. And I'm saying that very quickly, you can imagine the scars and the bruises and the hurts that, that followed. But really what my abuser took from me, that my attacker took from me, the things that took much longer to heal was my self-respect, my dignity, my confidence, my value. Those are the things that my abuser stole. Now, my abuser took a pound of flesh, and I don't want to just quickly slip over that. That's real, that's honest, and that's true. But what stood with me much longer than the pound of flesh, what, what, was, what was about me much longer than that was the scars that he left that would take me years to try to find hope in. and I could only find that hope what I believe through Jesus Christ. I found that hope in faith. I found that hope in trust. And how do you trust? You know, when you've been through so much, when you've been through so many ugly things, how do you trust? It's a slow process. One of the first casualties of trauma, any trauma. My trauma was child abuse. Any trauma, what's the first casualties of trauma is that we lose our trust in people, in places, in programs, and things. So yeah, I was. I didn't trust many people. I was hurt. I was confused. I was lonely. I was broken. I was empty. And I didn't trust anyone. And at 16 years old, I asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. I probably didn't even understand the depth of that prayer that day or how it would be the benchmark of my life. But slowly by slowly, step by step, God would pour out his love. See, I didn't want to have a fake religion. I didn't just want to have man's do's or don'ts. I wanted to know God. I wanted to know the real God. And I didn't know where to start. So I started to pray. I just turned my eyes, my mouth, my heart, my attention to heaven. And I talked to God like I'm talking to you now. And there it started off slowly. It was precept by precept. You know, people would say, Mark, forgive and forget. Mark, let go. How can you ever forgive again? How can you ever let go when your body has been ravished, when your dignity has been stolen, when your self-respect has been just taken from you? In many years, I wrestled with that, never feeling the confidence or the value of being healthy. I only understood pain. I only understood hurt. I only knew how to be a victim. I lived my life as a victim because that's what I was. I was a victim to child abuse. But I realized Carrying that title, carrying that that thought about myself was really holding me back. I knew I was much more, I put my head to the pillow at night, and I would know I was much more than a victim. But those things that happened truly affected my life. They were so big, that pound of flesh, those lies, those hurts, those wounds. I would wake, hope, I was hoping one day I would wake up, it would all be gone. I said the prayer, I went to church, I read the Bible, and I was hoping one day I would wake up. And all that pain, all that hurt would be gone. To be honest with you, that pain has never left. And still there's days I wake up and it still tries to be before me. It still tries to lie to me. It tries to drag me back down. What happened in my life, even though that pain never got has gone away, and as big as that pain is, the mountain of that pain, what happened? God became bigger. God's word, God's love, God's grace, God's spirit, God's mercy became bigger. Now, I think those of us that have been through trauma could hear what I'm saying today. The trauma is real. The abuse was real. The pain was real. The beatings, the stabbings, the lies, the, the, the rejection, all real. It didn't, it wasn't make-believe. And that mountain of hurt was huge. It was an Everest in my life, if you would. But by trusting God, step by step, one day at a time, one step forward, two steps back, my journey to forgiveness. Uh, was was not easy. It was filled with tears and sweat and spit and all kinds of emotions. I shaked my hands to heaven a few times. I would ask God, "Why? where were you? Why did this happen? Everything anybody else feels. But slowly, God would teach me to trust him. I remember that God that, that somebody would say to me, you know, by faith, you can move a mountain. I think, wow, what a story. What a tale. If you just have a little bit of faith, a mustard seed of faith, you can move a mountain. And I remember saying, God, I could never move that mountain of abuse that happened in my life. I could never forgive those who hurt me in such a way. And one day, as I started in my life with God, he would teach me how to move a pebble. He would teach me how to move a stone. He would teach me how to move a rock and a boulder and a hill. And one day in my 50s, he would say, Mark, let's go move that mountain. And I said, God, it's still too big. It's still too high. He said, Mark, how did you move everything else? He said, Lord, you helped me. And he said, I'll help you move the mountain. So in the same way, that mountain of abuse that was so big that ever since my life, what happened is God became bigger. And the only way I could move that mountain, even though it shows up in my life, even though this triggers sounds and smells and taste and familiarity, even though they try to show up and drag me down, God is bigger. One of the biggest things I had to deal with was being a victim. See, I saw my life through a victimhood. As as the world told me I should, as psychiatrists and neighbors and friends said I should, I had a right to see myself as a victim because I truly was and am a victim of child abuse. But you know what? That identity was holding me down. I didn't want to be that. Yeah, it happened to me, but it doesn't mean that's what I have to be. The sum of my past doesn't have to be the reality of my future. So let me say it this way. There's a story in the Bible where Jacob wrestles with an angel all night long. Now, the Bible calls Jacob, the name Jacob means liar, deceiver, cheat. So he wrestled with the angel all night long, and he and they wrestled to daybreak. And finally, the angel would say, let me go. And Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. And the angel would say to him, what's your name? And he had to speak out, my name is Jacob, which again, in the Bible times, means deceiver, liar, and cheat. He had to say, my name is liar, my name is de- Deceiver, my name is Cheat. As they wrestled all there all night long and he asked him his name, the angel would say, your name is no longer Jacob. It's now Israel, which the NIV tells us this. It says, it's because you wrestled with God and man and overcome. In a sense, the deceiver became an overcomer. And I think many of us that have had trauma, abuse, pain, rejection, come into our life. We see our life through those names that were never meant for us. People have tried to call us victims. They've tried to call us addict. They've tried to call us weak. They've tried to call us small, but God says he loves us. And there's another name for us. Just like Jacob became Israel, which means overcomer. There's names for us that we're carrying that were never meant for us. I know that one day when God set me free from my victimhood, if he would, now I say that soberly, knowing that, What I happened was honest, but that doesn't mean that's who I have to be. When God set me free and I said, Lord, if I'm not a victim, what am I? And to my heart of hearts and in my ears of ears, not audibly, but just to my spirit, the Lord said, now you're victorious. You're victorious in me. So again, I tell you the journey that I went on that I call forgiving the nightmare is exactly that. I didn't want to serve a fake God. I didn't need man's religion. I didn't need a bunch of thou shall nots. I needed a God that said he loved me. He would lead me and he would guide me. And he'd meet me on my journey and he would show me who he is. And in this journey, there's been good days. There's been bad days. There's been regrets. And there's been victories. And there were, there's there been times where I wish I could have a do-over and times where I've been so proud of what God's done. So again. It's a real journey. It doesn't happen overnight. The minute I accepted Jesus Christ was just the moment where the forgiveness started. But it took another 30 years. I'll tell you, David said this. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. Sometimes I believe God can heal in an instant. I believe he can open up blind eyes and and heal within an instant. But sometimes our healing comes on our journey. And for me, my healing came in the journey. And I believe some of us that have dealt with those those deep traumas of abuse and rape and and hurt, it doesn't have to identify us. And I'll tell you today, God has given me back my value. God has given me back my dignity. God has given me back my respect. The Bible says this, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, for a long time, I didn't love myself. But as I learned to love God, I learned to love myself. So victory is here. It's daily. It's daily. Not every day do I feel the same way. I have good days and bad days, and but the victory's here because by faith, I've moved that mountain because God's helped me. It's been an honor talking to you today. That and it's is- a blessing to come on. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Mark. Thank you. That was beautiful. And I really appreciate it. You touched on every point, every question I was, uh, you touched on it, everything I was thinking. This is going to help so many people, so many women. Sadly, a lot of us can relate to your story almost detail by detail. Um, so I know this is going to be extremely powerful because you are touching every, every single point. So I truly appreciate
1: it. Well, I appreciate again you have me on. I hope I spoke well enough and beautiful. Clear. Man, I should be a preacher or something, huh?
0: Yeah, I know you should. I, I, um, I was holding back tears, believe it or not. I'm, I, I'm trying to keep my listening brain on it, but it was really, it was really touching me, and I. That's how I know it's going to touch the the
1: listeners well, also. The story is, I try to be very honest. I try to be. Yes very transparent and true. You know, I, I thank God for faith. I thank God for my church. It's not perfect. There's not perfect people. I thank God for all that. But again, I'd say to you that sometimes the journey is the healing. And I know I've gone to church where they've said, Hey, you're healed in an instant. And I wish it was, I wish I could be that person. And if you are praise God, right? Thank you. But my journey came in the, my healing came in the journey and I'm still on it. I'm still on it. You know? Yeah. We I'm, all so. are. Yep, we all are. So, uh, but I appreciate you having me on today, and thank you so much. I, I uh, I'm honored and blessed, and it's a uh, it's a blessing. I pray that many things happen. So I'll send you a picture. I'll send you some links. I'll send you a bio myself. I'll send awesome. it over.
0: Yes, I'll add I, all of that. I add it to the show notes, and then I send out an email to my list, so they get all of that. They can reference it if they want to purchase your book or whatnot. So that'd be great. Um, that's it. It's short. That's- it's sweet. And I like
1: those. I like yeah. them. I've been on somewhere. It's uh,
0: it's, long. Yeah. it's long. Yeah. I like we, the way
1: you do it. It's good. Yeah. You know, when I wrote my book, uh, my author, my publisher, I'm the author, my publisher said to me, Mark, who's your audience? I thought, oh, I'm just writing a book. He said, your audience is always yourself. And I remember he saying that to me because I'm a dyslexic too. Oh. You know, one of the casualties of of my upbringing is my education, right? We got into all that. Uh, you know, I, I lost a lot of skills because seven to 14, when you're supposed to being raised and educated, I was surviving. You know, I was ducking, not learning. So I'm a dyslexic. So I really wrestled with writing this book, but I did out of, out of complete obedience to God. This was not a fun journey. It was an obedient journey. And I remember I wrote it. It's about 125 pages, 132 pages. And some people said it should be bigger, it should be small, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and and they're probably right as far as discipline of literature, but I wrote the book to a guy like me. Mm-hmm. You could hand me a thirty-volume book, you know, that I wouldn't have read it. It would have intimidated me. I needed a book that I could read on an airplane, that I could read in the bathroom. You know, I'm just being honest with you. Right? Yes. I yes. needed something I could just get into, and the the book really is not about. The abuse. I kind of talk a little bit, at just saying, "Hey, I've been through some stuff," and then it's about the journey of, you know, "Hey, God was with me in it always, but sometimes I was not always perfect." You know, sometimes yeah. there was a lot of, a lot of junk I had to deal with. So that's kind of what it's about. Again, it's called forgiving the Nightmare." I know you know that. Awesome! Thank All you right. so
0: much, Mark. Thank you. Have a beautiful well,
1: week. Well, yeah. God bless. And thank you so much. Thank
0: you. Thank you, Mark. Bye. I know. Bye. Bye. After going through trauma, she'll make you laugh. Edna Estrada, if you're going through trauma, you need Edna as your trauma
1: laughs.